Welcome you to the sports kingdom. We got another great episode for you all this week. Uh, we're going to do something different. Uh, we're going to do the reverse power rankings for the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, we're going to talk about the team's head coach, quarterback situation, uh, what the team has going for them, what they don't have going for them, and what they should do this offseason to improve on their woes from this season. From there, we'll jump to the starting five as well as go around the City of Angels as it was another busy weekend for L.A. sports. But first, like always, we have to update everyone on how we are doing in fantasy football as we near the end of the regular season in fantasy football. One week left in the TSK Show League. Yeah. Tyler, how was, oh, yeah, how was your performance this week? It was uh, I lost a close one. It came you down, lost? It came down to the third quarter, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, Mason Crosby. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, no, nah, it, it was uh, – I had, I had a decent game, but – uh, I think I lost by less than three points, so or around three points. So okay, um, I'm still I'm tied for first place right now. There you go. Um, so if I win my next game, uh, I should be all right. And I need you to win your next game. Yes, I, as I'm playing. Uh, but either way, I should be all right as far as playoffs go. Yeah, um, I should have you know. I'm matched up against Chad this uh, this upcoming week uh, as he is in tied with tied in first place with you and yeah he's got the lead on me right now too if they were to start today in points yeah so he would he would get that extra hundred dollars yeah he'd get his money back yeah just yeah off top right, right yeah up, best yeah. record of the regular season off top gets their money back yeah that's why i need a i need you to get a win well hopefully well, i all i also have to win but yes you also have to win but i mean we're not going to talk about my other leagues juju smith schuster gave it his best effort to get me a win he had a hell of a game <laughs> yeah but we're not going to talk about my other leagues aside from my record. I'm seven and five in my other league and six and six in my third league. Uh, I'm in the playoffs in one, not in the playoffs in the other. But in the TSK show league, I had probably the most dominant fantasy football performance I've ever seen. Yeah, you had the. I think that's got to be the highest score of the year. I would believe so. It, I racked up 189.8 points in the TSK show league this week uh, against your former co-worker boss whatever he is steven <laughs> uh he only put up a measly 97 points so i almost scored i almost beat him by 100 yeah you, you doubled you doubled it up yeah so i mean let's just break this down for a second amari cooper gave me 34 points thanksgiving which was his best performance as a cowboy kirk cousins gave me 27.4 points nick chubb 26.3 Lamar Miller, 23.2. Melvin Gordon, even though he went down with yeah, an injury. two tutties. Still gave me 19.6. Eric Ebron had a nice bounce-back performance uh, and gave me 19 points. And Julio, being Julio, gave me 18.3. There you go. So That'll do it. <laughs> the, only, the only people to not give me double digits in fantasy this week were my kicker, my defense, and Golden Tate. Well, that's a good week. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. That that's definitely gonna help when it comes to the seating, for sure. I mean, the points are all the tiebreakers. So yeah, so I mean, it it's gonna it's coming down to the wire. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm stressed out about the playoffs. <laughs> I've had a good season, nine and three. Uh, but I just gotta close it out. Yeah, it, I will. I promise to do my best. Yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> all right, from there, let's let's talk about the dumpster fires going on in the nfl let's let's put out let's oh, put yeah. out okay you want to go yeah let's do it let, let's put out some fires number 32 th through 23 yes so um we'll start with uh like the you know none the worst team um i'll save for last okay so we're gonna go 23 to 32 yeah we're gonna go rank 23 to 32 the real the real meat of the nfl all right let's do it uh it's pretty interesting to see that who I had to put on this list because it's too bad because they have some stuff going for them. But um, they're in the bottom 10, and that's Jacksonville, a team that started out in the top 10 um, for the first probably two, three weeks of the season, I'm guessing. I think so. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah, Jacksonville is just, the to me, the most disappointing team this season. Yeah, uh, for sure. They they got, uh, you know, Doug Marone's in his third season, so, and then they got Cody Kessler starting now for Blake Bortles. Um, you hate to see that. 
Yeah, and you know, I only talk about head coach and quarterback because I think those are those are a good indication of where your franchise is at. I think that's the perfect indication of where your franchise is at. And you know, this is his, technically his third season. Um, he was like he took over interim. Uh, yeah, mid season a few years ago. It was just the last couple games, so it's really his second full season. Uh, but I think they're going to end up going a different way with him and trying to, you know, get a new quarterback in there. Listen, I mean, with everything that's going on in Jacksonville, they they had that great run last year. They they blew everybody out of the water with expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they come into this season and they don't live up to the expectations. Uh, they went over to London. They had a bunch of, a bunch of nonsense go on over there. Yeah. They have a bunch of nonsense going on in the locker room. Jalen Ramsey came out before the before the start of the season calling out everybody and their mother yeah. uh, in terms of quarterback. And sometimes he proved him right, proved himself right. Sometimes he proved himself wrong. Uh, but there's a lot of dysfunction going on down in Jacksonville. Yeah, I think everything, every problem they have stems from Leonard Fournette being injured. And because he's injured, they're losing. And I think the losing is why you're seeing this behavior. Well, and it's, I mean? so, it's so funny. The body you, language. It's, it's so funny you mentioned Leonard, For, Leonard Fournette and his injury and his absence being uh, – an issue with with the Jacksonville Jaguars and a cause as to why they haven't been successful this year. He got suspended uh, because of his actions yeah. in the last game with the Bills in the big brawl. Yeah, they need him. They're um, you know they're the top of the bottom to me uh, because I still which think isn't saying have, much. They have a ton of deep. They have a but as far as next year goes and how they're going to move forward, they have a ton of defense. Um, they got a bunch of studs in the front seven and then in corner. Uh, they have Leonard Fournette, and that's who they need to build around. That's where they had success. Uh, get get some uh, get a quarterback. You know they have to get a quarterback. They can't roll with Blake Bortles. Do you think they trade Jalen Ramsey this offseason? No, I, I. You know that we asked that question like you know episode or two ago. Well, and then it it came out before the game last week or yeah, the, on I Sunday. Don't think, I don't think that they should blow this team up. I think I don't think it was like a one and done like flash in the pan season for that last season. I think they have a good base of studs on defense. Leonard Fournette is a stud. They need him to be healthy. Um they need to keep pounding the rock and just get a quarterback that takes care of the football and they'll be fine. It's Tom Coughlin def- you know they Tom Coughlin just needs to keep influencing them like he has yeah so they're they're at the they're the beginning um the next team is another team that's like was in the playoff hunt um the cincinnati Bengals. uh they were in the playoff hunt but now i feel like they're they're definitely out with uh andy dalton going to ir you know they already had two tight ends go down tyler eifert and tyler croft uh both on ir aj greens missed a bunch of time um i think this team has also fallen victim to health yeah, no, that's that's literally I think been their biggest issue. Uh a lot of people are going to say that hiring Hugh Jackson was a mistake, but at the end of the day, Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson have worked together before with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. They're familiar with each other. Um I think that's just a case of a coach who's out of a job looking to get back into football and hey, yep. uh one of his former employers and coach buddies yep. is going to give him a job. So hey, why not take the job? Yep. Um but and he might be the head coach of them now. He, he, I, hey, he might be. And, uh, you know, they Marvin Lewis, the 16th season or 17th season, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, now they got Jeff Driscoll starting at quarterback. So I think they got a coach that's on the way out. They got a quarterback that's not their guy right now. Um, Dalton's going to have to bounce back from an injury. Hopefully he can. But they're going to they're gonna have the same identity. They have plenty of talent on offense. They just need to get healthy, and they need to lock up the, the locker room. They need to get a head coach that is going to move them forward, get out of this Marvin Lewis era. Yeah, Cincinnati, I mean, was one of the teams who came out of the gate as one of the surprises uh, because they had more of a successful start than I think a lot of people were expecting them to have. And Marvin Lewis was proving why he still has a job yeah. uh, after all these years. And then they uh, definitely like you, had bright spots in the season. Yeah. And uh, like you said, it's just the injury bug came and bit them in the ass. Yeah. I think that that's definitely uh, what happened. I think they'd be in the, pl- I mean, technically they're still in the playoff hunt. They're five and six. I only think that they're out because of just like Washington's out. Yeah. Washington, you know, is in the when playoff hunt, but they lost their team you know when your I mean? quarterback goes down it it's a shot to your entire yeah. and season. not only that i mean even if if the guy had you know some more weapons if he had eifer and aj green out there um with their running backs it might be okay but he doesn't even have that so yeah 
Uh, moving on up the list, uh, I got the New York Giants as a bottom 10 team. Um, this team could be like the, you know, arguably the worst team, but Saquon Barkley has so much value for the future that I think that uh, they still have, you know, a shot to build build around him. Uh, Pat Shermer's in his first year, so he's definitely going to come back next year. Um, Eli Manning, he's I think this is his last year as a Giant. Um, obviously, OBJ is still a stud there, so they've got things to look forward to. Uh, that division's pretty like wide open. I don't think Philly's going to come back anytime CB, soon. Hold up one, hold up one Hello, hello. Are we good? Can you hear me? Yeah. It's not tracking it though. No, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, at the very, very end. I don't know. It's like right in the middle. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. All right. Well, whatever. Okay. We're back. Sorry right. about that, folks. Some technical difficulties uh, came about, so had to fix those. But uh, Tyler was in the middle of a rant about the no, <laughs> New York not Giants. a rant. I was just trying to figure out what you were doing. I had no idea w- what you were saying, and I was trying to fix no uh, uh, basically, fix the recording. Basically, I was on you know um, I was on number eight of the the worst ten teams in the league. All right, so let's let's get back into that. Yeah, and that was the New York Giants. Uh, Pat Shermer's first year, Eli Manning's last, probably. We I hope so. Um, the thing is, the reason why they're not like in the top five worst teams in the league is because they have Saquon. Yeah, and he's he's like a special talent. Um, I really think highly of him. I think he can carry their franchise. Yeah, um, he's going to be good for ten years. So um, next year, you know, basically all they need to do is wrap up that quarterback position, like a bunch of these teams in the bottom ten. Um, it's not going to be easy, but I think the Giants have some attraction there. Uh, just with OBJ and Saquon is is enough for a quarterback to be successful. Yeah, I think I mean obviously we we've said it all year with the Giants their their offense is very predictable. It's throw it to Odell or give the ball to Saquon, but when you when you don't have a capable quarterback, it doesn't really work out that well. Saquon looks like Adrian Peterson did back in the heyday. I mean, oh, he's like that good. No, you nailed it. You nailed it right on the head. Saquon is the type of player where he's a, he's a generational type talent to where he can carry a franchise and when you when you pair him up with a number one receiver like Odell yeah it's like how can you not have a capable quarterback yeah I I didn't have high expectations I didn't necessarily think they'd be three and eight bad but um yeah they've got something to build around so they have that going for him Landon Collins is a stud on defense um yeah he's all right yeah so I think he's one of the best safeties of the league at least um so they have some pieces there at least you know what I mean they're not completely unfortunate uh, but they play they're they're playing terrible and i think that they're like one of the easier teams to beat in the league uh, moving on up uh we got the tampa bay buccaneers this is a team that's <laughs> just played bad uh, play this well. this isn't a team that uh this isn't a team like the ones that we just talked about as far as cincinnati and jacksonville go where it's due to injury everyone's healthy mike evans playing djack's playing um, Jameis and Fitzmagic are both playing. Jameis and Fitzmagic have both been available outside of Jameis's three-game suspension. Uh, this team is purely not winning because of the quarterback situation. Well, and I think it also – it's the dysfunction in the organization. There hasn't really been any sort of consistency. Well, I think that's Jameis Winston. I think that's what – that's the big uh, dark stain on their franchise right now. Yeah, I mean – he, he hasn't he hasn't lived up to the hype. He's not he you can't count on him to be your franchise player. That's just I think that that's just a sad fact. And, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is kind of, you know, he's Fitzmagic. We know he's what he's a backup. Yeah, we know what he can do. He can come in and win some games, but he can also lose some games too. So, that's kind of what you get when you roll the dice uh with Fitzmagic. So, yeah. this team's going to be okay, I think as long as James isn't on the team. Whether they roll with Ryan Fitzpatrick, a rookie quarterback, um, whoever they roll with, I think it's going to be better because they're going to have moved on from Jameis. Well, I just – my my thing with that is – Jameis should go to Jacksonville and get a fresh start. Interesting. Stay in Florida. Interesting. Could, be, could work. I, I don't necessarily like it for the Jaguars. <laughs> I mean, I think that's another Bortles scenario. But as far as that – as far as he goes, he needs to get somewhere where he can get a fresh start, Jameis. I think both sides will benefit from separating. Well, it's it's interesting that you you brought up uh, Jameis going to to a place like Jacksonville because 
the next team you you have in your uh, reverse power rankings is has a quarterback to where I think should go to Jacksonville. Yeah, see, well, that would be way better for Jacksonville. <laughs> that's a the whole. That's we're talking about giving Jameis a second chance here. We're not talking about winning games, um, but. You know, leaving Tampa Bay at the quarterback scenario, I think that's all they have to wrap up. They've got a good defense. They've got good um, offensive weapons. Uh, the next team on my list and who he was talking about is the Detroit Lions. Um, basically, the only thing they have going for them is they have an elite quarterback. Um, it's Matt Patricia's first year. I think he's on the hot seat, but I really hope he doesn't get fired. Um, I think they need to give him a couple more years because – those DBs had the career year already. I think those DBs are on the downside. Um, they're not very young. Um, you know, outside of Ezekiel Onsai, you know, on Johnson. Um, there's not a lot of, like, hope as far as, like, young players. Well, and it, the, the problem with, with you thinking he's on the hot seat and you not wanting him to go is I feel like the only thing he has to, like, hold on to, like, his job is that – he was able to beat the Patriots. Like, that's, like, his only signature win this well, year. Well, and it's – yeah, and, you know, if he can get six or seven wins, that's not a terrible season um, But when for, you have, his first, for his first year. And they also lost Golden Tate, who was a big playmaker for them. Yeah, and, I mean, giving up on a, on a big playmaker like that, it kind of – it kind of shows you the direction that the, this franchise is going. And I think that's more the Patriots' influence of trading talent away. You before, know. before, like basically selling high before it gets too low. Yep. I don't think he, you know, they don't normally tend to value a receiver like that. Um, he can, you know, they can replace him. Yeah. Uh, but on Johnson's been a nice surprise. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Um, Marvin Jones and Galladay will be a nice little, like, uh, core to build around but they need a lot of help in a lot of different places they need dbs they need linebackers <laughs> um but matt matt patricia's a defensive guy so if he starts molding that defense the right way then they could be all right they're they're in the conference for strong defenses yeah they're one of the teams on this bottom 10 that i like unfortunately <laughs> uh, they're one of the teams yeah. that i didn't i didn't want to see on the list but um, unfortunately the way their season's played out you yeah have, you yeah, have to put them down yeah, here yeah, four and seven definitely got to be on there um now the bottom four who these four bottom the, five. The bottom five, these five teams I think are like in really bad shape. Bottom the, of the, the bottom. These first five have something to hang their hat on. You know what I mean? Like a Stafford, um, like a Saquon, uh Fournette. Like, like, yeah, exactly. They Joe have Mixon. They have some things to, to to go with. These teams are very, very thin. And the first team is uh at number five is the New York Jets. Well, the the one thing with the Jets is they found their quarterback. Yeah. Which a lot of teams on here don't have that. That's what they have going for them. I That's think. the only thing they have going but for them. But after that, it is arguably the worst roster in the NFL, <laughs> um, I think. But having a quarterback, um, they also uh, – Todd Bowles, I don't know what they're going to do there. This is his fourth season, so I think it's kind of like, all right. I think he's gonna, on the hot seat. Yeah, I think, I think he's one that goes. I think four years, uh, no playoff appearances, he goes. Um, yeah. So so Sam Darnold is going to get to start his second year with the second coach, which is um, never good. Yeah. So I think this is a team that's got to really build for the future. <laughs> I think they're in. They're going to be in the top five of this year's draft and next year's draft. But if they can draft right and Sam Darnold can progress and win them games and they can get the right coach, that's best case scenario for them. That's a lot to go. That's a lot to go right. Yeah, but you find the right coach and you draft well the next two years, you can you you can save it. Listen, there's Brady and Belichick are getting old. <laughs> Listen, you know? there's one thing there. There's a few things in sports that that are most certainly going to happen, and one of them is the Jets will find a way to fuck something up. And the one thing they didn't fuck up was like we've said this entire time is they got the quarterback. Yep. But if you think that they're gonna be in the top of the draft this year and next year, they have to get those draft picks right yeah, or else this yeah. entire thing is not going to work. Well, that's how, that's how you have, that's how you turn a four year stretch into a 10 year stretch of like, as far as playoff drafts, that's how yeah. franchises can really fall behind and, and dive into dark days. Um, it wasn't that long ago when they were back to back AFC championship game um, attendees, but it's a lot's happened since then. So. But it also wasn't that long ago that Mark Sanchez had the butt fumble. 
Well, that was the same years. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, so yeah, the, the Jets, Jets. The Jets will find a way to fuck something up. Yeah, they got to go. Um, I think they got to go best available talent. I think an emphasis on the inside guys, the D lineman, the O lineman is always good, but they need talent. So if there's if there's some special people in the top five, pass rushers, corners, safeties, receivers, running backs, they got to go there. Uh, moving on to number four, this team. Only because of their how they've played this year, and I'm giving it all to the coaching. Um, should I think is actually the worst team in the league, but Buffalo Bills at four and seven, their plus minus is negative one eleven. Uh, but shot, but somehow they've won four games, and I think it's all on Sean McDermott. Um, he's a second year coach. Uh, Josh Allen, a rookie who's played played some and not. I think they like Josh Allen, so. They, they want to like Josh Allen. So they want to like Josh Allen. and and But I think Josh Allen's a lock for their guy next year. I'm just talking as far as the future goes. He's yeah. going to have another year, understand? No, they're going to give him another chance for sure. So you're going to get it next year. I think you got a Sean McDermott, a head coach, a Josh Allen uh, as a second-year quarterback. And they've won four games this year, which is way – like I didn't think they were going to win four games all season. Um I really don't like this team, but they that's what people, you know, think they have going for them. And if you got a quarterback and a coach, that's sometimes enough. Yeah. But I mean, look at look at what Sean McVay was able to do with Jared Goff in his Exactly. And and now another, I'm not I'm not saying Sean McDermott is the same type of coach Sean McVay is, yeah. but another thing is they're going to You never know. I think moving on moving away from Shady is going to be good. Shady's going to walk after this year. His for contract's sure. up. Um, Tremaine Edmonds, a, a guy that I talked about as rookie defensive player of the year candidate. He's the youngest player in the NFL. He, <laughs> so they got a rookie middle linebacker and a rookie quarterback. Things could go well for Buffalo in the future. Um, yeah. I don't really like this team this year, but in the future it could, could go could go well. They're going to be in the top five again this year. I, I um, will but say, but next year I think they have to take a step. Whereas like. The Jets, I think, are two years in the top five. Yeah. I think the Buffalo Bills are one year in the yeah. top five. They they definitely have the chance to to take a step and get move a little bit further up the ladder. And like right now, they're not even looking at a top five draft pick. You know what I no, mean? They're, they're more not. in like the ten to twelve range. So um if the they keep winning some games, they could they could screw themselves out of some draft position because ain't no way they're making the uh making the playoffs. The one good thing they've done though this year moved away from Nathan Peterman. Yeah, you got you to gotta be stubborn about that one. <laughs> Definitely got to be stubborn about that one. Um, now moving into the top three, um, kind of the NFC West division of this segment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, one AFC West. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers at 2-9. and nine. Um, They actually don't have that bad of a plus-minus compared to the other teams in the top five, uh, top five worst teams. Yeah. Um, but they got Nick Mullen. They got a third-string quarterback. They got Willie Beeman playing quarterback. They got <laughs> Nick Mullen starting for them right now. Garoppolo, Who hasn't looked that bad. No Beathard. Um, no Garoppolo. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's in his second year. He's His job's safe. John Lynch is going to be there next year. So, um, And then, you know, their strength of this team is their defensive line. Um, three years in a row, they took a first-rounder. Um, Solomon Thomas, DeForest Buckner, and Eric Armstead, all studs. Yeah. So I just think, you know, they they have a bright future with Kyle Shanahan, Garoppolo, and that defensive line. They're a team that cannot fuck up this draft. This one right here. Yeah. Like this, this they're gonna get a top pick. They're two and nine. They're tied for the worst record in the league. Um, they have to hit big and take the best player available, whether it's a an edge guy or a receiver or or, you know, a big time D B. They gotta hit it big. But don't don't you think that similar to Cincinnati, San Francisco kind of got bit by the injury bug a little bit too much? I mean, yeah, that, that that's definitely that's why I think. I mean, three defensive linemen, uh, uh, your franchise quarterback, your GM, and your coach—you all know that's locked up. Yeah, that's a lot to build with. Yeah, and I think that in the games where the the guys who had to step up for uh, for the for the guys that were injured and, and are, were out for the season. Yeah. Th there were some flashes of, of potential. 
Yeah. Uh, it just didn't always end up resulting Listen, in a victory. Before the season started, the ESPN had this team as a top 10 team. Don't get me started on that bullshit. Now, that was bullshit, but this people were pumped about this team. So it's not like. For uh, no reason. Only because they signed Jimmy Garoppolo they, to a, they were, a well, triple digit. Well, and they digit. won their five games with Jimmy. So Jimmy was undefeated with them. I get it. They had some hype, but it wasn't real. They gave him too much hype, and now they've underperformed. Um, but they're going to have a top three, four draft pick, and they, they got a hit. Um, and then coming in at number two, Arizona at two and nine, the other uh, NFC West team, a plus minus of negative one thirty eight. Um, just getting crushed. It's Steve Wilkes' first year, Josh Rosen's first year. Um, Shown flashes. Hopefully, Fitz gets to stay around. Uh, I think he will. I think he'll be back next year. David Johnson will be back next year. So they've got some. Um, They've got some opportunity with their offense. I don't think Patrick Peterson's back next year, though. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, <laughs> Josh Rosen has got to, got to, you know, keep progressing. He's their, he's their team right now, and I think that they really have to focus on the defensive side of the ball in the draft. They have to rebuild that great defense that they had with Todd Bowles. Yep. Um, with Patrick Peterson and, and Honey Badger and Deion Buchanan and and you know Chandler Jones and Calais Campbell and all those guys, they got to believe. They got to rebuild that. Um, that's where I think their focus should be. Okay. Um, and then the worst team in the league, uh, the Oakland Raiders. I think this team like had a good roster, but they've also just I didn't under coming into the season I didn't realize that they were going to tank this year. It, uh, Jared, I, I think this has been a tank year from from game one. Even though you know Marshawn's left to IR and Derek Carr hasn't played that great. Trading away a Cleo Mack, a Bruce Irvin, and Amari Cooper is obviously showing what you're doing. And having a quarterback cry on the sidelines. Yeah, which is whatever. He's showing emotion. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to give him too, uh, I'm throwing too hard of a time. But, yeah, I mean, Oakland's been uh, the worst team, uh, no, putting out the worst product. But they have three first-round draft picks coming up. and They uh, got to hit those. And they got a new stadium, and they got the most cap space in the league. So I look for them to get one huge, uh, huge free agent, uh, whether it's you know a Patrick Peterson or a, a Shady. Um, uh, don't forget Nadamkin. Don't forget Nadamkin Sue's a one, on a one-year deal with the Rams. Someone right like now. that, okay? Like someone that's going to sell jerseys, like a big name. I think it's going to go to it's going to go to Las Vegas. Um, Gruden's obviously going to be there. Yeah, with I mean, I don't think they should move on from Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr should be their starter week one next year. I mean. John Gruden completely bamboozled everybody. This was supposed to be the last year in Oakland. They were supposed to try and make yeah. a run for it. It looks good got on their, paper. They got their coach back. They had Khalil Mack on defense. They have a quarterback and receiver duo who has who has given them some magic in the past. Yeah, gotten them to the playoffs. Yep, broke their playoffs uh, drought. And then. John Gruden just took the rug right out from everybody else and yep. traded away everybody. Yeah, it's the process in the NFL. This, I mean, it's not going to be as long as how the Sixers did it because of the nature of the NFL, but that's what he's doing. He, he's he's tanking this season. Next year is going to be an extremely young team that develops, and he's going to look to make a run in three, four, five uh, years, three, four, and five. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the bottom ten teams in the NFL, uh, starting for the bottom, uh, the Oakland Raiders, then the Cardinals, the Niners, the Bills, and the Jets, and then the Lions, Bucks, Giants, Bengals, and Jaguars. Not a list you want to be on. No, definitely not a list you want to be on, uh, but a list you hope to get off. Most disappointed with uh, Jacksonville and Detroit. Um, I'm also dis- I'm also really disappointed in Oakland because of yeah yeah it, what we just talked about. Yeah, sure. they, they just got hoodwinked, and for it to be the last year in Oakland. Uh, Raider, the Raiders as a fan base, they're crazy, and Raider Nation is nuts. But they they deserve better than that in Oakland. Yeah, it's too bad that as much as I hate out. the Raiders, no, they have a great fan base. That's yeah, something you can respect for sure. Yeah, but all right, let's let's get to this crazy crazy weekend in in the city of Angels. Um, yep. Why don't Why don't we start it off with uh, the, the big topic? Yeah, everybody's talking about it here in L.A. on Sports Talk Radio. Um, People are talking about it nationally. Uh, What the hell is going on over in uh, uh, downtown Los Angeles in Southern California? Yeah, the Trojans, um, definitely a bad day for them or a good day, depending on how you want to look at it. Definitely not a good day. day We talked about it earlier. I think it all starts at the top of the university. Yeah. That's that's 
been main part of, a, of been part issue. of a lot of scandals, uh, recruiting violations, things like that. Um, they don't have a president at the university. You told me. No, they do not. Yeah, so it's just and the AD situation is been, cha- you know, they've changed. Well, Lin Swan is. Um, He's a former Trojan, and yeah. he's turning himself into his predecessor, Pat Hayden, and somebody who is not competent to make these types of decisions. Yeah, so it's uh, – I think it's all it starts at the top, and, you know, they're trying to completely rebuild, fire their OC, fire three positional coaches, um, but they kept their head coach, uh, which is good and bad. The only reason why it's good, I think, is for their quarterback, JT Daniels, a young kid, to have the same – the same leadership but he's gonna have a new offensive coordinator he's gonna learn a new system and that's not gonna be as big of a deal i think Uh, i think just you know being comfortable on the team having a guy that recruited you be there i think is gonna help that situation well i think their their recruiting is definitely gonna take a downturn because yeah for sure but they're always gonna be usc they're always gonna get some kids they're not gonna get the best kids but all you need is a quarterback here's here's the thing with with what you said on on their usc is the way the program has performed the past couple of years, the way the culture has been with the program is from a lot of what people are saying from alumni and people that have been around the program and former players and all of that yeah. is this isn't the same USC it once was. No, and not right now, but that's – I mean, that shit always happens. There's always down and ups uh, when it comes to universities. You can't just stay on top forever. Um they got a quarterback. They don't really have a great head coach scenario, but um, they got one thing going for them. So they're going to get recruits. It's just it's kids growing up in LA. Some of the best football, high school football, is in Southern California. Yeah, uh, kids grow up idolizing these schools. Their parents 100%. went there. That's how they get kids. It's, they're always going to have a baseline of competition. I'm not saying they're going to be. I think U- UCLA is more set up for a national title. Hundred percent, they are. Hundred percent, they are. Um, but SC's in a transitional era right now. It's going to be a couple years. Yeah. Um, but speaking speaking of the Bruins, uh, you said this. some people think Clay Helton staying at SC is a good thing. Some people think it's a bad thing. I think every single UCLA Bruin fan thinks it's a great thing because, like you just said, I, UCLA is set more set up to contend for a national championship in the near future than USC is right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, JT Daniels, if he plays there four years, then maybe they have a good team. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's it's tough to to be in the position that uh, USC is in. But I mean, UCLA knows all about it. Yeah, it's not it's not uncommon. It's just it's the the uncommon part about theirs is the top part. Yeah, the president of the school, the athletic director, those kind of problems. Yeah, the, the school has bigger the, fish to fry. Yeah, exactly. the The stain, as far as like the Reggie Bush era, yeah, the the Pete Carroll era, and hey, the OJ Mayo era, um, those are those are dark days. Pete's a free agent after this season, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. I didn't know that. Mm. Maybe I did know that actually. I think it, I think his free agency is coming up pretty soon. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna come back for sure. We'll see. I think he stays as long as Russell's. Russell's doing his thing. We'll see. But all right, UCLA football, uh, on the other hand, didn't didn't have the be- the best season, uh, but they improved along uh, each week. Yep. They ended the season three and nine in the conference. They went three and six. Uh, they lost their last game of the season to Stanford, forty nine to forty two. But honestly, once they beat SC uh, last week, the Stanford game didn't really matter. Well, and um, I've been a big fan of Chip Kelly. and I'm glad that he's in L.A. And it's definitely um, – I thought that once he gets Southern California recruits, it's going to be danger. And we just talked about how USC is down. So he could definitely, like I, – I think Chip Kelly has the potential to win a national title at UCLA just because if he gets that system going like he had at Oregon – um, he can get into the college football playoff. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's definitely uh, it's time to just start looking forward to next season and get to get to recruiting, hit hit the recruiting trail. Yeah, it's basketball season now. It's yeah. All good. Uh, but uh, Chip needs to get more players that fit his style, and I think he will. That's, I think that's what yeah, he's going to yeah, do. Those are the only players he's going to get. Uh, but how how are the Trojan doing on the hardwood? Oh, I mean, I, of, I honestly didn't even Troy. look. I, I mean, I didn't look up anything. I think that they're. Uh, you know they're a bottom feeder team all right right now and all the news is for the the coaches all right well ucla basketball took two horrible losses 
to Michigan State and North Carolina. There we go. Uh, over the Thanksgiving I break. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. So uh, they're no longer in the top 25. They got a Wednesday-Sunday uh, set up this week. They're going up against Hawaii and Loyola Marymount. So hopefully are, hopefully those are W's. It's still this, – this season's still in the infancy. Oh, very much so. But well, go Zags over the D. GC. Definitely. That's definitely got to shout out that. It's not It's not a L.A. sports, but it's college basketball. Did you see Bol Bol put up like 34 last night but lost? Yep. Yeah, he and he's just—he's so impressive. He's, he's so—he's so lanky. It's he's crazy. He's gonna be a stud. But all right, I'm shooting for Bull Bull to play for the Bucks. <laughs> oh my god. That's what—that's what I want so bad. Is Bull Bull going to the Bucks? I don't know though. He—he he could be higher up on the draft boards than I think. I haven't—I haven't looked at his position. He might he's be. Got, top, he's got to be a lottery pick. Oh, I mean that's. I definitely think he's a lottery pick, but I, he may be top five. I don't know. I would pick him top five. He looks like a stud. But all right, where you want to go? Uh, yeah, I mean, football I'm, or basketball. We could talk about basketball really quick. I'm just I I don't want to go dive into the Clippers because I still think the the NBA season right now is like it's a week or two away from where I could actually feel like I could start judging teams. Yeah. I think at the 20 game mark, I'm still like, Oh man, it's, it's kind of still tough to judge, but we need to get like 35% to done with the 20 season. to 25 games. in, I'll be able to judge these teams, which a lot of these teams are getting right there. But right now, um, the Clippers, I'll give them the shout out. Cause they're first in the West. Ugh, enjoy, enjoy it while they got it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not going to stay that way. They're playing great basketball. I'm just waiting for Gallo to go down with the injury or some, <laughs> somebody's some, going down something crazy, but they're playing good basketball right now. So um, I'll just give them the shout out for being first in the West right now. As we are both rocking Lakers attire, yeah. Lakers hat, Laker yeah. Jersey. Yeah. It's, it's an early season. They're 19 games in their first place. I'll give them to Tyler's rocking uh, the ZO two Jersey. Yep. Lonzo ball. And I'm rocking my brand new Kyle Kuzma Jersey that Big I got on Baller Black brand Friday. stuff. Uh, I got this Kyle Kuzma Jersey on Black Friday. So, that's pretty a good, pretty that's stoked a about that. Um, but as we move along, the Los Angeles Lakers, they're currently 11-8, and eight, sitting in seventh in the Western Conference right now. They're tied 17-17 to 17 with the Denver Nuggets right now in the first quarter. Definitely had a great stretch. I mean, I, they've completely – I think that they're fine. They're going to be all right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's too many worries there anymore. My Well, my biggest worry with the Lakers is – and it's been a consistent flaw both last year and this year is – they rank 25th in the league in free throw percentage, and they're only shooting 71% from the line. And as a team, that's just not yeah. not, not no, going to get it done. That's not good, but I think the guys like Braun is going to hit them when they matter. Um, but he, he hasn't been, though. That's but the then, thing. But these games don't matter. I'm talking when they matter. All right? This shit doesn't matter. His his, I don't care what the fuck LeBron's free throw percentage was for the year. When LeBron steps up in the playoffs to shoot free throws, I I think he's going to make them both. I think he's going to make them both anytime he goes so, to the free so, throw line. Well, but I mean, I'm just saying, like whatever his numbers are in the regular season, they don't they don't they have no uh, persuasion in how I feel about. He needs to make his fucking free throws, he, no he, matter what. I think he will. Uh, he's 19 games into the season, um, and then also like Lonzo Ball is another guy that I think hits them when they matter. Whereas, like, he might not hit him as much in the regular season. All right. So Free throws are not what's going to hold this team back. That's for damn sure. You'd be surprised. Nah. That's that's a – that'd have to be really, really bad free throw shooting at really inopportune times. Um, I think their defense is, like, what what's the biggest issue. But that'll come with just playing with each other. Yeah. Rondo coming back from injury, that'll help out as well. Yeah, and he he actually just uh, he got cleared for some on court activity yep. uh, the other day, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but let's move from the hardwood to the gridiron. How about how how them Chargers do this weekend? Yeah, I mean uh, they had, they played on uh, what did they play on Sunday? Yeah, it was a Sunday morning. I was there. Was it was, it, it was, was it the first game though or second? No, game? it was the one o'clock game. Yeah, because I feel like we watched almost the whole game. That's what I was like. Yeah, it was the one o'clock. Um, but yeah, Rivers. Um, big news of the day: Rivers broke the record for most completions to start a game. Yeah, that uh, was awesome. Twenty-five of twenty-five. Um, the the bad news was Melvin Gordon hurt his MCL. Uh, he's probably going to be out. I, honestly, I think they might have lost him. Can we talk about this for a second? 
He is my stud running back in fantasy, as yeah. we all know, in the TSK Show League. Probably uh-huh. going to be my keeper, yeah. or one of them, one of the two that we get. Uh, and he was questionable all week, and he basically begged the coaches to let him play this weekend. And the coaches said, okay, we'll let you play. Comes out, gets two touchdowns. Everything's gravy. Everything's gravy this Thanksgiving weekend. And then all of a sudden, he goes down with this knee injury. Yeah. And exactly what happened, what the coaches thought would happen and why they wanted to keep him out of the game for preventative measures. Because they're coming down to the home stretch, they, they – Yeah, I just think you can't play – you can't be like that. You can't be – you can't play scared. Hey, no, I I agree. I I love that Melvin Gordon had the – the balls to go to his coaches and yeah. say no i'm playing he easily not gotten hurt 100 percent, he easily could have not gotten hurt and so. that's that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes it, exactly but it's it's unfortunate that uh, no it sucks that that's how it happened but and it's unfortunate i don't that think anything it's unfortunate that the coaches were trying to look out for his best interest and he was like no i want to go and then he ended up they're looking out hurt. for his they're looking out for their best interest well, you're right I, I take that back. They're looking out for their best interests and in trying to get the W. They're, well, and they're trying to protect their star player. Hundred percent. He's trying to get onto the field and sh- you know produce. Yeah, and it's it's a tough predicament to be in, and it's a tough call for a head coach to make. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes those decisions come back to bite you, and it, and this one did. Yep. Um, and then the the Rams had the off week, right? Yeah, the Ra- the Rams yeah. had the off week, uh, so. but they they got to hit the road for two weeks in a row. Yep. Coming up, they got to go to Detroit uh, this weekend, and then they got to go to Chicago. Um, I fully expect the the Rams to come out and dominate against Detroit. Good news, Aqib Talib has finally been activated off of IR. Uh, he's been out since week three. Uh, and then one other thing I'm really interested to to watch in this Detroit game is uh, how Todd Gurley looks after getting his ankle rolled up on in the Monday Night Thriller against Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, but getting that. F- extra week off and then obviously getting the light workload against Kansas City. Yeah. Uh I'm going to be interested to see if it, uh the Rams will give him a full a full workload in the backfield. Nah, he probably won't. And this is also the Rams first road game since their loss in New Orleans. So, yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting to see uh how they perform on the road in a dome once again. They'll be all right. I I think so. But yeah, so um, that kind of yeah. wraps up the the LA the LA scene. I love my hometown. <laughs> they got a lot going on. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Just hey, it we're in getting to the winter now. Just wait till baseball season kicks back in. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm good on that. I'll, I'll ride out fall all day. <laughs> keep, I'd rather keep some football going. <laughs> all right, let's let's get on to the starting five. Uh, we got a lot uh, a lot to talk about in the world of. Uh, basketball mm-hmm. uh the first thing i wanted to talk about though is a lot of people thought that the duke men's basketball team could actually beat the cleveland cavaliers a lot of stupid fucking people <laughs> think that that's a thing like this is stupid that it's even a conversation honestly so let me let me just break this down for the folks at home and for those keeping score this is why athletes hate analysts and <laughs> reporters in the media and especially ones that never played the sport or just i mean this is here we go. go so last week, Duke lost in the championship game of the Maui Invitational to none other than Gonzaga. Yes. Shout out Pacific Northwest. Shout out Spokane. Uh, then the Cleveland Cavaliers almost spoiled LeBron's homecoming uh, by almost beating the Lakers. Yep. And then they actually beat the Philadelphia 76ers and the Houston Rockets. It's time to put this whole the best college team could beat the worst pro team bullshit to bed. Uh, no matter what sport it is, Alabama could not beat the Cleveland Browns or the Buffalo Bills. Duke no. can't beat the Cavaliers. It, it's grown no, men it's versus stupid. kids. It's just stupid shit to say because, like, the those those college kids, you take the best of those kids and they might be able to make these teams. Maybe three of them. Yeah, it's, could it's make, just like make, it's just insane. I mean, Jetty Osman would fucking dominate college basketball. Oh my I mean, goodness. he's he's played in the league for three years. His physical abilities, even if he were to guard someone like Zion, uh, I'm not saying he would dominate Zion, but I'm saying Zion, he, his length would give Zion problems. Yeah. And then on the offensive end, his ball skills and shooting ability would give him problems. Like think this, about it. This is not even a it's not even joking. Jetty Osman is a just an average NBA player. Well, 
Jetty Osman just played one season with LeBron James. That already gives him an upper That's upper an, edge. And, and like he's like nothing to brag about. That's not let alone people like Tristan Thompson that did their Kevin thing Love. in the in the college game and George Hill who who's a, gro- a grown man. Ronnie Hood, who went to Duke and started. Yeah. Um, it's just... Yeah, and Colin Sexton, who was in, sensational just, at Alabama. Yeah, it's just stupid. Um, it's not a good conversation. It's just, like, the reason why people don't like the media. <laughs> Stuff like this, because what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely uh, absurd. I, I've never understood this argument in sports, because it, it takes place in, in almost every sport where people try and compare college level or international teams yeah. to the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, all of that. Yeah. It's People don't see that. Yeah. I mean, it's just a conversation. They just want to – they more just want to compliment how dominant uh, um, a college team is. But those are all kids, you know. Yeah, and it, it's so interesting. These are grown men. It's so interesting to me. Uh, They're unpredict- Kids are unpredictable. You don't know what the fuck's going to show up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's just how it is. Well, and also the fact that, like – at the end of the day, it's like I remember back in the day, like when Sasha Vujicic was on on the Lakers when yeah. I was in like middle school and high school, and everybody was like, "Oh, Sasha's a bum. Sasha's a bum. Blah blah blah. He's the worst player on the yeah. team, yeah. worst player in the NBA." But it's like, yo, he might be the worst player on the team. He might be the fifteenth yeah. guy on the bench, but he will give you buckets. A- anybody in the NBA is the best player they go to anywhere. They're yeah, at. like every NBA team is an All Star team. Yeah, exactly. It's no not, matter what, not, no matter what you dumb, think, it's just a dumb conversation. I mean, you could take the three best players, the four best players off the Cavs, and they would still run them up. Yeah, but all right, we we had to get that off our chest because we thought that was some yeah. some nonsense that that was getting spewed. Yep. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, 2019 free agency. And we know the marquee names uh, for this upcoming free agency, names like Kevin Durant, Boogie Cousins, Kawhi Leonard, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, Kyrie Irving. Lots of of good good ones out there. A lot of talent out there coming up up this summer. Uh, But I wanted to throw some some names at you and get, get your thoughts uh, on some other guys that are going to be free agents, some some not lesser known names, but guys that can help teams progress. Oh, definitely, guys that can turn around teams and and definitely help uh, as soon as they get inserted into the lineup. So the first name I'm going to throw at you is Hassan Whiteside, center of the Miami Heat. Uh, we know his story with uh, coming out of the D League mm-hmm. uh, and all of the opportunities. Uh, that he's been given and all of that. He's a, he's an incredible player, double double machine. Yep. He's um, just he just like he kind of developed late. That's the only thing with him is I don't think he runs big money anymore. Yeah, he, I think he's gonna get paid. He's not gonna get he's not gonna get big time dollars, but I think he's gonna get paid, and he should try to go somewhere where he can win rather than get more money. But that's not what's gonna happen. What if the, you think the Lakers should try and make a run at him? No, I think he's a slowed down grit and grind guy. Um, I don't think mm. I don't think that's the right fit. Grit and grind sounds familiar. What about Memphis? Yeah, but they got <laughs> they got they got their big guys. All right, they just drafted Jaron Jackson. Um, they got Gasol still. They're they're loaded. All right, now what about Hassan's teammate Goran Dragic? Well, Dragic is just. Unfortunately, he's the guy that I always think of as like a solid-ass starting point guard, a great NBA guard, um, but always on like a mid-level team. He's never on, he's never on the best team in the in the conference. He's never on the worst team in the conference. He's just that guy. Solid. Middle of the road. He's a solid. He's a solid starting point guard, but he's not an elite guy that you know. But if he gets onto the right team, a right match, he can change it for sure, and he can really like. He he's he's. A, I he feel should like, go back to Phoenix. Is what he should do. I think yeah. that might be a great fit for him. Yeah, he sh- I mean, they need a point guard, possibly more than anybody. Now, what about Harrison Barnes? Your uh, I know. I hope. I mean, I kind of hope he stays in Dallas. To be honest with you, I think he's a good match with Dennis Smith and uh, Donkic. I think he w- rounds him out nicely because he doesn't call for a lot of shots. He's a great defender, pretty versatile. Can play the three and the four. Yeah. Um, so Dallas would be cool for him to stay with, he, and he could go back to Golden State. <laughs> if, uh, if that'd Dur- be crazy. If Durant, if Durant leaves, which I think he will, just plug him uh, right back into his old role. Yeah, Andre Iguodala is only getting older. I think it's a good move. All right, former Laker Julius Randle. He's going to be a pick, a solid pickup for whoever gets. He's him. been playing very well in New Orleans. 
Yeah, he's a solid. He's a solid, uh, solid starter in the league. He's. I think. Well, I don't know. I don't know how he feels about New Orleans. We'll see how this season goes. But if New Orleans treats him good, I don't see why he wouldn't stay with New Orleans. Um, there's not a you know, but any team he goes to, he could be the starter. All right. Now I think this player is probably the best player on his team right now. Ken Walker. No. Tobias Harris. Yeah, and he's someone that can like definitely fit in with almost any starting lineup. Um, and there's a lot of call for you know your three, four defenders to guard the LeBrons and the KDs of the world. And I mean, with the way that the Clippers have played, why not bring him back? Yeah, no. If the Clippers, he's definitely a solid piece to build around. If the Clippers wanted to keep him along with the young players, yeah, um, he's still super young himself. I mean, he's like 25, 26. He came into the NBA when he was 18 years old, so yeah. um, he can play. He he'll help out whatever team he goes to. Another one looking at Golden State. Golden State's going to be a team where a lot of people are going to be, you know, a possibility. Um, the other team, you know, someone like Brooklyn that's going to have cap room. Yep. Um, and they need forwards. And so they need, somebody and they need like, a, a veteran presence. Somebody like Houston could desperately use a <laughs> Tobias Harris. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that could be a big one. So, I don't know. We'll see where he, he ends up. All right. I got two more to throw at you. Second to last one. Eric Bledsoe. Oh man, I think he is done. I think he's. You gonna, think he's done? I th- not done. Like I don't think he's going to be out of the league, but I think his best days are behind him. Okay. It's going to be tough to want to take a scoring guard as your backup guard, so he's he's going to have to play backup somewhere. And if he's playing starting point guard, that team's not doing very well. <laughs> well, that's just. I mean, that's what I think it is. I I think if he's your starting point guard, you probably got some issues. Okay. All right. The last player. And this is a player that uh, has actually been linked to the Lakers potentially trying to go after him this upcoming offseason, and that's Chris Middleton. Yeah, that's just like Tobias, you know, and Harrison Barnes. These guys just like that is the guys you have to have these players on your team. You have to have the three, four forward that can guard multiple positions, multiple positions, stretch the court. Um, they're very, very sought after. Chris Middleton's played great in Milwaukee. He's definitely exceeded all the expectations he had. I think the team, you know, Houston's a great, is going to be like the, for that group of guys, Harrison Barnes, Tobias, uh, Chris Middleton, Mm -hmm. Houston's going to be very, very attractive because it's like obvious that. That's what they're missing. They need that. Um, So that's going to be a big one. And then the other one is like Phoenix is going to be a really like, intriguing prospect with they're going to be in the lottery again this year they have book they have Aiden. um you devin start booker, adding a couple pieces with those guys and they could be dangerous devin, devin booker said he wants to make a super team out in phoenix yeah which they can i mean they have two of the pieces they need you know you they're need just to, still very young yeah exactly and yeah they have some other players on their team that could progress and, and get better but I think that they need to get they need to get a free agent in there, and they're going to be a very attractive team to go to. All right. Well, moving on to the third topic, speaking of the Phoenix Suns, uh, every team but the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference has yep. at least nine wins. Yep. Every team except the Hawks, Cavs, and Bulls in the Eastern Conference has at least seven wins. Only eight teams in the East have nine wins. One through ten in the Western Conference are separated by three and a half games in the standings, and one through eight in the East are separated by six and a half games. Yeah, the East is like still. Tr- I don't think the East is like got good competition. I think they're still trash. So with with all the talk before the season, especially after Boogie signed with the Warriors, uh, all that talk was that there was not going to be any competition in the NBA. Uh, do you think this year has been more competitive than most people thought going into the season? This year is good for um, good for the NBA in the sense that it's way more interesting when the Golden State, like when people can talk about the Golden State Warriors in negative light. Well, I mean, um, for forty eight hours, the Golden State Warriors dynasty was over. No, yeah, but that's bullshit. That's that's the thing. It's like I think this is all facade. Um, this is good for the NBA because it's you know it's nice to see that there's some competition. There's some teams that are doing better than we thought, and there's some yeah. teams that are doing worse than we thought. Um, that's all good. Uh, but at Is the it, end of the day, w- in a seven-game series, I believe in a seven-game series more than I believe in anything in this world. 
uh, the the better team wins. Life should be played in a, as a seven game yeah, series. Yeah, the better team wins seven games. No, no, uh, no exceptions, um, other than injury, I guess. Uh, Golden State's gonna be there. Yeah, they're gonna be basically unbeatable in a seven game series. Um, even if the even if Draymond's pissed and KD's like got one step one foot out the door, they're still gonna have Boogie, Steph, and Clay. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, the level of parity that there's been in the NBA has definitely been a lot more than what people were expecting. But it's interesting to look up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna find the exact numbers. Uh, I have the standings in front of me. No, I'm not. I'm not looking at. The, I'm not looking for the standings. But uh, I saw an article uh, that came out uh, that actually the ranking the the NBA TV ratings have gone down this year which has been interesting because people thought there wasn't going to be as much parity in the league this year but uh i just think it's still early in the season like once the nfl's over i think those ratings go up yeah we're still 20 games in so it's 82 82 game season the the excitement's just not there yet once christmas day comes um, that's when the NBA yeah. season really starts. That, so. For the casual fans, I think that's what most people uh, associate There's with. not a lot of talk about in the NBA yet, other than the West has been insanely tight, and that's that's fun to watch. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, it's definitely – you never know who's going to win uh, each night in the NBA, and that's always, yep. always fun. Yep. Moving on, uh, some interesting comments coming out of San Antonio – Yep. Uh, from Greg Popovich, he was quoted uh, as saying, "quote Kawhi was a great player, but he wasn't a leader or anything." End quote. And, and he mentioned Monty Ginobili and Patty Mills as the leaders when Kawhi was absent from the team last season. Kawhi responded when asked about Pop's comments with, "quote I don't know if he is talking about last year. Yeah, clearly, he was talking about last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he was talking about last year or not." But I guess when you stop playing, they forget how you lead, end quote. Uh, he also went on to say that he leads by example, by showing up to practice, playing hard, coming mentally prepared on game day, and helping his teammates on the court when they ask him about defensive matchups. And, or uh, if he just sees something on the floor, he'll point it out to his teammates, help him out uh, in ways like that. Do you question Kawhi as a leader? What do you think of Pop uh, going at Kawhi like this in the media and what do you think is the better leadership method in sports? Being a vocal oh, leader. Oh, the better, better is vocal, 100%. Okay. Well, okay. So being a better, uh, being a vocal leader like LeBron James or being a lead by example guy like Kobe See, or See, I don't think Kobe is a lead by example guy. No, I think he's a mixture of both. Yeah, he's the ultimate leader. That's I, not, yeah. like, like you, you have to do both. That's not, I think that the players that, the players that are missing a chink, that's, it's not a good look for Kawhi. I think that, like, he, even him admitting it is just like, all right, well, I mean, a leader by example I think is super valuable, and there's a lot to that. But if you're just doing you, um, there's, <laughs> like, that's, you know, also takes, like, a little bit away. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it worked out because he had guys that were vocal leaders, so there was a balance. Yeah, like, Tim, yo, Tim Duncan, Kawhi's Monty game, Ginobili, Kawhi's Tony game talks, like – Kawhi's game is how he walks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not talk. Yeah. Um, that's what, how Kawhi's he does it. Kawhi's all about on the court. But that doesn't help out other people. It helps him out in the sense that he's a great teammate. You know he's going to guard his man. He's yeah. going to box out. You know he's going to get yeah, the job done. Like Obviously, that's a great teammate. That is, He's an insanely good in that aspect. But sometimes, like every team need, needs leaders. You can't have a bunch of guys that are doing that. Yeah. Or it's not going to, it's not going to work. Kobe, Kobe was the kind of leader where he was the first guy to show up and the last guy to leave, but he was also the guy coming, coming into practice yelling, these motherfuckers are soft as Charmin. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Kobe was not a, he's a lead by example. That's just a part of his, his leadership. Same with LeBron. Yeah. Same with Michael. Um, they were, they're a combination of both and that's why they're great leaders. Yeah. Um, I don't know of any like great, great leaders that were just by example. You know what I mean? That's those are going to be like rare guys. You know? Yeah. I mean, quiet, quiet people. That's yeah. When you think when you think about it, like in terms of football, like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, those guys were vocal and lead by example. Yeah, quarterbacks have to be vocal. Yeah, um, but I th- I just it it was very interesting to me 
that, again, something from the San Antonio Spurs is coming out in the media like this to where Pop is taking a shot at a former player. Well, Pop Pop wants him to know that, like, he wanted more out of him. He's disappointed in Kawhi. 100%. He thought Kawhi was going to be the one that he could hang his hat on, and he yeah. wasn't because he's not the kind of guy that Kawhi, uh, that Pop's looking for. No. That Which is fine. You know what I mean? Like, he's got Lowry in Toronto. Um, he's got Drake. You know what I mean? There's, like, personality in <laughs> Toronto that yeah. he, he just has to show up and ball. Yeah. Uh, all right. The last thing I want to talk about, and it was news that came out yesterday, uh, but Boogie Cousins will reportedly be back on the court for the Golden State Warriors in a game around Christmas time. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be like exactly on Christmas Day, but yeah. they think uh, yeah. they think he's about a month away. Yeah. Uh, now, the defending champ- champs have been in a bit of a tailspin, losing four in a row. Uh, after the whole Draymond KD drama, but now they've won three in a row, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good thing. Uh, we know how much Boogie is going to help the Warriors, but do you think there's going to be any sort of negative effect to inserting him into the starting yeah. lineup? No, no, I think they're too strong. This team's too too strong. They've been through too much. Um, they've got too much pride. At the end of the day, they want to win while they can. Yeah, I mean, look how quickly Draymond and but KD were just. The, be- the best quote I've heard about the Warriors, and this is like a great sports quote. I'm glad I heard it because I'll use it probably for the rest of my life. I wish I, didn't, I wish I knew who said it, but they said you never can see how you never can see how a dynasty could end until it ends. And so it's yeah. like you never know, like you, you don't see Kobe and Shaq ending. Like no, they're gonna dominate forever. Until it's over. We all thought they were going to dominate forever. Yeah, exactly. Until it's over. And then it's like, it's clear. And um, I don't think that moment's come yet. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, just the way that, I mean. I just think, like, Steph and Clay don't, or if KD and Draymond didn't even show up and Boogie was healthy, like, and it Steph was just, and Clay could do the damn thing themselves. Yeah, they, they basically did. So, yeah. It's. It's just interesting to me with with the Warriors and how, like, like we said, for forty eight hours, everybody thought the dynasty was over. It's like uh, look how quickly, yeah, look how quickly that Draymond and Katie were able to. No matter, they might still not like each other personally, but yeah, it doesn't matter. At, at the end of the day, basketball, what happens on the court is at the end of the day, you got to pass it to your teammate if he's open and yeah, exactly. and all of that. So you you gotta you gotta try and Katie win the game. He played with Russell Westbrook. He's fine. Like this yeah, is, it's just this is no big deal. Yeah. So I mean I don't I don't really see any any issues uh, coming about when Boogie gets inserted into the Boogie's lineup. Boogie's just gonna go in there and find a spot and get open and, and, he's and gonna, do his thing. He's and he's gonna have to ball out because the war he, the Warriors already let him know they don't ha- they don't have space to re-sign him next year. Yeah, I think he's got no pressure on him. I think he just has to go out there and play and finish the season healthy. Hundred percent. But all right, before we get out of here, you, what's your what, what's the game of the week you're looking forward to? Oh, the the game of the week, um, well, I mean, it's kind of tough. I don't want to say Seattle every single week just because <laughs> I'm excited to see them play. Um, but the game that I'm like, I think is going to be a really, really good one. Um, a little, It lost a little bit because of the Melvin Gordon injury, but Sunday Night Football, Chargers at Pittsburgh. That's funny you brought that up because that's, that's actually the game I was going to say. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, you know, there's a great matchup of Minnesota and New England. Um, that's going to be a good game. Um, like I said, I'm still just not in NBA mode as far as like really getting hyped to watch certain matchups because I just don't think I think we're just working out all the kinks still. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that the Chargers going to Pittsburgh is going to be tough with no Melvin Gordon, but still going to be a great game. Yeah, for Two sure. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks going at it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you got a shout out before we get out of here? Well, just going to shout out and more of a um, somber note. I oh, guess, well, then let me let me shout out my let, let me yeah. do my shout out first. Yeah. Uh, I got to shout out real quick. Uh, my buddies, the dumpster sluts, uh, Taylor, Ryan, Waz, Kyle. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, Ryan, Waz, Kyle, James, uh, a few others. Uh, for some reason, I'm forgetting uh, right now. But me and some of my buddies, uh, we've been getting together. Uh, we stock up on 30 racks, hop a, hop a fence, uh, the little league up in Calabasas, uh, have ourselves an old-fashioned baseball game. We had a great game over the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, unfortunately, I was on the losing team this time but uh it's always good to get out there with the guys uh, yeah. and it's 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 definitely good that the the baseball field didn't burn down yeah because <laughs> uh we we love getting out there and just having, having yeah. ourselves a good old-fashioned baseball game 
Those are so, always fun. Shout, shout out to the dumpster sluts. <laughs> been, been going seven years strong. You sluts. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, um, mine's, like I said, a more somber note. Uh, today's the anniversary of Sean Taylor's death. Uh, 11 years ago today, he died tragically um, coming into his home while someone was robbing him. Yeah. Um, in Miami, awful. Yeah, terrible in his hometown. Um, the the media also portrayed it in a really bad way. I think they dropped the ball, but yeah, um, that doesn't matter. He was he was a great player, only twenty four years old, loved um, by his teammates. Yeah, everybody speaks so highly of him. Um, One of the and, ho- he, and he had such a huge imprint on the game of football. One of the hardest hitting motherfuckers just, there ever was. Just being twenty four years old, that's big time. I'm only twenty four. Yeah, and he was, you know, looked among one of the greats. Yeah. But with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK show. Peace. Later.